Genre. to the protagonist podcast where each week we look at a great character and a great story i'm joe dorowski and joining me this week is returning guest kate dorowski welcome back kate hello and we're gonna be talking about fraser crane and friends from two classic christmas episodes of the sitcom fraser perspectives on christmas and merry christmas mrs mouskovitz welcome back kate thank you i mean this is the one i got a return for you are one of the leading experts in the world on Fraser. It's a bold uh, claim, but I think it's accurate. <laughs> as the co-author of Fraser: A Cultural History, uh, a very well-received uh, book, and uh, you know, critically acclaimed uh, analysis <laughs> of, of Fraser, um, it seemed like you were a natural guest to bring on. It it did. I had to. <laughs> So Perspectives on Christmas is Season 5, Episode 9 of Frasier, and it was directed by David Lee and written by Christopher Lloyd, and it originally aired on December 16th, 1997, and it had 19.23 million viewers. You don't see numbers like that every day. That is <laughs> shocking. That is I not- saw that in your notes, and I was shocked. <laughs> I know. Like, we know... <laughs> Because we wrote that book, like we know the history of Frasier ratings, but even like I'm so used to modern ratings where it's like eight million viewers, what a hit! Imagine if somebody got that today. Oh my god, just goodness. a random episode. Yeah. Uh, in perspectives on Christmas, we see the characters describing their hectic Christmas days through flashback, and we will see some of the same scenes with variations depending on the character's point of view. And the Merry Christmas, Mrs. Mouskovitz, is season six. Episode 10, and it originally aired on December 17th, 1998. And even though it's a year later, the ratings have gone up by 5 million more viewers. <laughs> Wild. 24.99 million viewers. Oh my goodness. Like, that is like the ratings of some mainstream television shows is the difference between one Christmas episode and the next. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, this one was written by Jay Kogan and directed by Kelsey Grammer, and it tells the story of Fraser, Niles, and Martin pretending to be Jewish on Christmas Eve. I did not realize Kelsey Grammer directed that episode. Oh yeah, it, it's despite uh, writing the book, I think I never clicked in that one of the best every episodes. episode. Yeah, <laughs> that, I mean, I must have I knew that he wrote or directed many, but he I don't think he clicked this one. But yeah, this is one of the most beloved episodes of Fraser, and. I th- I, I think, like, as far as, like, Christmas episodes of, of television, where it's like, yeah, I need a Christmas episode to feel the mood. This is one that's on people's lists. It's a go-to. Yeah, because it is it is just a delicious farce. It is so well done. Well, Kate, we always ask how we came to it. Do you remember how you first came <laughs> to Frasier? <laughs> Through you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one summer, you came home from college and had the DVD box set and said we're watching this it's fantastic writing and television and we just binged it all summer you know what i can't even remember that (laughs) (laughs) it's like pivotal in my memory (laughs) well i I mean like in terms of fraser like i'm not saying you're wrong it's just there's so many times i've watched fraser that like i can't lock in on that memory the one i do remember is our oldest sister virginia um she had a computer in her room and so when we were in high school, sometimes I would go do uh, homework on uh, the word word processor, you know, word, 
<laughs> that, that was on, on our computer. And that was my excuse to be in there. And she was allowed to have the TV on. And so uh, she told me to come in and do homework during Frasier on Clever. Thursday nights. Well done. So, so that I could uh, I could start watching Frasier. Um, and then like these particular episodes, like I don't I don't even remember what season it was in, but uh, it's just a blur because because we worked on the book like. I, I couldn't tell you how many times we've watched these episodes, both because oh, we my gosh. together, yes. but also these are in my rotation of like, it's Christmas time. This will be on at some point. I might not sit Gotta down watch and watch it, it super yeah. closely, but like I'm wrapping presents or something. This, this is probably going to be on the TV. Yes. Um, so a little bit of trivia <laughs> and I, I tried to be judicious in the amount of trivia uh, that, I, that I've drawn here. So I, I kept it light, but Frasier was a spinoff from Cheers. Cheers ran from 1982 to 1993. Frasier ran from 1993 to 2004, and in 2023, a sequel series, also titled Frasier, began airing on Paramount+. Plus. We'll circle back that back to that, because I've had some people ask about our opinions, so we'll oh. maybe at the end of the the, uh, the podcast, we can share our thoughts on the new Frasier. Kelsey Grammer is, uh, has played Frasier from direct, straight through 1984 to 2004, 20-year so run <laughs> of playing the character <laughs> regularly on... Uh, network television and now he is doing it again for the paramount plus series he also played a fraser on an episode of wings for which he was nominated so he's he's been nominated for playing the character of, of fraser on three different series we'll see if it happens with the you know with his new series i think mm. that, i mean that's a good run that he's had i feel like maybe they'll just like toss him one just for just just to like keep the streak <laughs> <laughs> you're back doing a sitcom <laughs> Uh, Jake Hogan won a writing Emmy for this episode, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Mouskovitz. Uh, so when uh, they submit, uh, you know, their, their, their work for, for Emmy nominations, it is, uh, you, you have to say a specific episode that you, you want to have considered. Mm-hmm. And he won this year and this was the episode that he had submitted. And it's worth noting for the episode, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Mouskovitz, that Jake Hogan, the writer, is Jewish. Amy Brenman, who plays Faye, and Carol Shelley, who played Helen, are all Jewish as well. So um, sometimes people are like, oh, how do we navigate <laughs> talking about this? <laughs> but it's it's insiders poking, you know, having some fun at their own. But I think another very vital part of the comedy of Merry Christmas and Mazanoskovitz is that the comedy is never pointing at Jewish culture and laughing. It is laughing at Frazier and Niles and Martin trying to be Jewish. Yes. <laughs> like, like these buffoons are, are the source of the comedy. <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we jump into the plot summary of these episodes, we want to thank you listeners for downloading this episode. And we especially want to thank any of you who support us on Patreon. If you'd like to support us financially, we invite you to go to patreon.com slash protagonist and support our show with at least a dollar per month. All supporters on Patreon at any level receive access to our special quick casts, which are shorter episodes in which we talk about the media that we've been consuming. We are not yet covering as full episodes of the podcast and all patrons who support us with $5 per month or more get to choose a topic for us to discuss. So on to the spoiler. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> and... Both of these were a little trickier to summarize than I anticipated going in. I'm like, I know these backwards and forth. Like, I probably could have written a fair summary without rewatching the episodes, but I did. I even caught something brand new for the first time on one of them. So uh, I caught something new on one of my rewatches as well. Okay, uh, I was like, oh. let's do the summaries and then uh, we, we can talk about what we caught. So, in perspectives on Christmas, we see Martin, Daphne, Niles, and Roz's experiences leading up to Christmas. Frazier features in each of those storylines and he doesn't have his own plot telling the events from his perspectives. But we, what we get is at the start of a sequence, we'll see uh, like Martin 
um, getting a massage and the masseuse asking why he's so tense. And then he launches back to the day that, you know, the rough day that he's had. And then that happens with uh, Daphne, Niles, and Ross, um, each of them. So Martin's storyline in this episode is that Daphne comments that Eddie, the dog, has started trying to turn into a church whenever she takes him on a walk. Martin says, Eddie's just weird, uh, but later confesses to Fraser that he was asked to help out at that church's nativity. So he actually has been going there. And Martin was supposed to be a shepherd, but one of the wise men got sick, so he's been promoted. And now he's supposed to sing Oh Holy Night, but Martin is nervous about doing this. Fraser offers to practice with him, and Niles is going to come help with that rehearsal, which is going to go comically poorly. The Daphne story is that uh, we're actually going to get some of those same scenes with some tweaks and spins in the dialogue and the line readings from the actors as now it is centered on Daphne's perspective. She is worried that Martin has been going to that church with Eddie because he got some bad news about his health. She thinks he may you know, know that his time on earth is limited. And so every line that Martin says was innocent in his story, but in this version, it confirms Daphne's suspicions <laughs> that he is ailing. It's incredible writing. It really is. This is like, I, I, I like all the stories that we get in this episode, but this pairing of the one scene that we get and everything seems normal. And then this new interpretation of it where Daphne is convinced that he is sick and all the same lines mean different things. Like yeah. uh, he's looking at the Christmas tree and saying it's over so fast. And he's talking about how fast <laughs> the holidays go by. <laughs> but for Daphne, that means life. <laughs> life is over so fast. Now. Oh, it's such tight, tight writing. Well mm -hmm. done. Um, so uh, even Fraser's dialogue is going to take on double meaning. You know, the things that we saw him say in one scene and now the other. So Daphne spirals into an emotional anxiety cycle until she finally learns that Martin is performing in a nativity play and just didn't want anyone to know. And she's going to get angry at him about this. And as Daphne and Martin fight, we see Niles come crawling into the apartment completely disheveled and just an utter mess. We have no idea why he is such a mess. So now we're going to get Niles' story. Niles was trapped in an elevator with some people who were bringing a Christmas tree um, up to their apartment, but the elevator stops. So he has to climb up the Christmas tree and onto the roof of the elevator through the trap door to pull a switch that's going to open the doors. Everyone in the elevator abandons him and slips out, which I will say, jerk move on everyone that was in the elevator. Yes. <laughs> and Niles is now stuck. We don't actually see um, anything after that moment, just that he's on the roof of the elevator and everyone has left. But then we cut to him crawling out of that elevator covered in oil and tree sap and branches from the Christmas tree. And then he's going to enter Fraser's apartment. And as he crawls in, just then Roz bursts in and throws a wrapped gift on the floor and yells, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then we get Roz's story. So we can jump back to Roz having lunch with Fraser. She's not excited to go help out at the mall as Mrs. Claus and Fraser is going to be playing Santa. She is nervous about her mom coming in to visit for the holidays. She's uncomfortable because she's putting on baby weight. This is a season where Roz is going to have a baby. Um, Roz's mom calls. Fraser chats with her for a moment while Roz goes to pay for the coffee. And Fraser asks Roz's mom to be extra careful around Roz because Roz is being a little extra sensitive about her pregnancy appearance. Then um, Roz, as she's leaving, she says she doesn't even know how she's going to tell her mom about the baby. And that's when Fraser realizes <laughs> that he has told Roz's mother about uh, Roz's pregnancy. 
So at the mall, Roz is dressed as Mrs. Claus, Fraser as Santa, and through the course of the conversation, Roz realizes that Fraser told her mom about the baby and has a yelling match with Santa in front of the kids at the mall, just kicking presents and screaming. Uh, and then that night, she goes into Fraser's apartment and throws her gift on the floor and yells Merry Christmas. And we know at this point that the gift is champagne glasses. So a little subtle bit of comedy when you circle back and hear that she's giving champagne glasses and you've already seen her throw the gift on the floor. Um, Frasier gets Roz to come in because he wants to talk to her and try and calm her down. And just then Martin storms in dressed as a wise man. He explains how terribly the nativity went, including uh, Eddie, his dog, getting a hold of the baby Jesus doll and getting into a tug of war and running out of the church with baby Jesus. So Frasier senses that everyone is having heightened emotions. He's a trained therapist, right? (laughs) And he says, allow me to give you the gift. I want to, that I've prepared for each one of you. I wanted to be thoughtful this year. I want to sit each one of you down and tell you how much you mean to me. <laughs> and immediately everyone's like, what a cheap gift. And so he says, wait, I can just get a masseuse up here and ever gets a massage on me. And that's the end of the episode. Fantastic oh, episode. So good. All right. Now, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Mouskovitz. One of the, I'd say, top, top five episodes of the whole series. Agreed. Uh, and probably... A lot of people's favorite episode. So Frazier is holiday shopping with Roz. He sees her looking at a sweater. Uh, and he, after she steps away to a, run to another store, he asks to buy the sweater. But he isn't sure what Roz's size is. When Roz comes back, a stranger steps in and says, I'm thinking of buying that sweater for my daughter. Um, she's about your size. And she points at Roz and says, what size for you? And then also says, and what color do you think is best? And Roz tells her the size and color. And then Roz steps away again. And Fraser thanks this stranger who saved him and says, what can I do for you? And she says, no, it would be an imposition. And Fraser's like, no, I must do something. You you helped me out on Christmas, uh, Christmassy or, you know, in, in the holiday season. And um, then the woman says, I would like a date for my daughter. <laughs> so Fraser says, I walked into that one. So we cut to the blind date at the coffee shop. Fraser is telling Niles, call me in five minutes so that I can just beg off if there's, you know, pretend there's an emergency if this blind date is going badly. Then Daphne shows up and Niles, just for any listeners who aren't familiar, Niles is madly in love with Daphne, but it's a secret at this point in the series. It's been going for six years. <laughs> it's a secret. Uh, Daphne asks Niles if he can help her with a community Christmas production, which will be a blend of secular and religious Christmas elements. Niles, of course, is eager to help, so he agrees. Uh, Fraser's date, Faye, uh, shows up, and Fraser is quite taken with her. Uh, she's a pastry chef at one of his favorite restaurants. They just There's instant chemistry. Uh, Fraser's phone rings, and he just takes it for a second and says, no, I'll sign those papers later, and hangs up. And Faye asks if that was an escape call, and Fraser asks, what in the world could that mean? And then Faye's cell phone rings. <laughs> We now cut to Christmas Eve. Faye is stopped by. She's about to leave town with her mother. uh, And uh, she notices Fraser's wreath and her mother's on her way. So she freaks out and says, I thought you were Jewish. And Fraser explains, no, my ex-wife and my son are. Your mom must have seen the uh, menorah that I had in my bag when we met at the store and thought I was Jewish. Faye says, well, it's not a problem for me, but it is for my mom. And I'm about to spend seven hours on a flight with her. And uh, this is all she'll want to talk about. So Fraser says, I can take the wreath down. And she's, Faye says, she can't believe she's asking Fraser to pretend to be Jewish on Christmas Eve. Uh, but Fraser says, it's not a problem. Faye's mom shows up 
and then chaos ensues. First, Eddie, <laughs> Martin's dog, comes running out in a Santa outfit, and Frazier has to yell at the dog to get out. Um, and throughout, there's just going to be comedy from Frazier's family pretending not to be celebrating Christmas, pretending to be Jewish. And again, I just want to make point uh, the point. This comedy is not making fun of Jews or their culture. It is the ineptitude of Frazier, Niles, and Martin to pretend to be Jewish that is the source of the comedy. Uh, Niles arrives, and Frazier tells him, we're pretending to be Jewish. And Niles does not bat an eye at this. <laughs> <laughs> because if you've watched the first five seasons of the series, these kinds of mistaken identity storylines are something that Niles is very used to. He's asked if the guests are going to be expe- expecting Jewish uh, wine. And Frazier says, well, I don't have any. So Niles adds some sugar to the regular wine martin comes out and niles pulls him aside to try and coach him into acting jewish saying just answer every question with a question uh eventually niles needs to leave to go help daphne with her show an actor has dropped out and niles is going to take over the role uh frazier is cooking ham <laughs> Faye's mom asks if she can taste what smells so good in the kitchen uh and frazier's panicked about this and Faye tries to get them uh, to head on out uh but frazier steps to the front door and he sees a delivery man who is delivering frazier's fully decorated christmas tree <laughs> <laughs> Frazier was trying to go more subtle with the Christmas decorations this year and just have the tree delivered on Christmas Eve. Um, Frazier uh, gives Faye and her mom a tour and tells Martin to go get rid of the delivery man with the tree. And Martin shoves the tree into the bathroom. Uh, the Niles shows up in the apartment and he is looking for his allergy medicine because the hay in the manger is causing him to sneeze. But he is dressed fully as Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Frazier sees Niles and tries to distract Faye and her mom while Niles is going to sneak out. Niles runs through the apartment and realizes that medicine must be in the bathroom. Uh, and so he runs in there to grab it. Believing Niles has left, Frazier now walks Faye and her mom out of the apartment, but her mom asks if she can use the bathroom before heading to the airport. And Frazier says, well, of course. And he opens the door to the bathroom, and there is Niles dressed as Jesus next to a Christmas tree. <laughs> so the secret is out. <laughs> They are not Jewish, and they are going to be celebrating Christmas. Niles slips out. Faye and her mom have a fight right in front of Martin. It is a yelling fight. They're expressing their feelings. They're crying, and then they make up. And it takes about two minutes to uh, go from <laughs> blaming each other, uh, screaming at each other, uh, expressing their own remorse for for fighting and hugging, and then they walk out as though they never fought. After they leave, Fraser Martin realize well we've got some simmering tension so they have a fight about <laughs> Fraser not letting martin get out all of his christmas decorations things escalate they yell and cry but they can't pull out of it the way Faye and her mom did and in the end Fraser's saying well you should never have tried this we're not jewish uh but in the end they're eventually able to calm down and hug the end <laughs> wow what a recap <laughs> <laughs> and thing is like i feel like i was missing all the best jokes in this recap like it's so tempting to just plug in every every joke listeners i recommend uh get your hands on fraser it's streaming on paramount plus right now but uh uh, you know wherever uh you you can go to uh to watch these episodes i i recommend doing that this christmas season so kate what is the new thing that you noticed um, it was just a joke that I had never caught before in perspectives on Christmas. Um, it was just one of the the double meaning lines from Martin um, because he sings and annoys his upstairs neighbor. And I never caught the joke to when he says to Daphne, I still got to um, come to terms with the man upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I just never realized that double meaning. 
<laughs> I always right. caught it as like the one side in it and then you just kind of like brushed over it. And then I was like, oh, right. it's so well done. <laughs> yes. So yeah, the when Frazier is practicing with Martin, the, the guy upstairs keeps pounding on the floor, you know, his yeah, floor, yeah, which yeah. is their ceiling. <laughs> and so, yeah, for, for Daphne coming to peace with the man upstairs is, is, uh, Oh, <laughs> it's making peace with his heavily parents, right? But but he also another line that just I just remembered uh, is when uh, Daphne overhears Martin on the phone and he's talking to uh, the father uh, <laughs> about about coming to church and doing the play, and he says, "I'm so nervous. Remind me what I need to say when I see Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> oh. And the Daphne's reactions are great. Really, like, all, all the actors and actresses were firing on all cylinders for these episodes. Two really strong episodes. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I noticed that I'd never seen before is in Niall's scene, when he's on the elevator in Perspectives on Christmas, and mm-hmm. uh, he's got to climb the tree and everything, there's three other people in the elevator with him, and there's an old man that's standing at the back who just delivers these, like, uh, nihilistic negative comment commentary about everything. Um, and he's got male pattern baldness, but there's two moments where he turns and you see he has a full ponytail. Oh. <laughs> I had never noticed because it's really just a quick glimpse one time in the elevator. And then when he slips out of the elevator at the end, I'm like, that man, that bald man has a ponytail. <laughs> I've never noticed that. I will. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, watch watch that next time. <laughs> I'll take note. <laughs> I wouldn't expect it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What? Uh, if you were going to try and find like a theme at all in these episodes, because so much of it is really just like fun, make the audience laugh with our clever wordplay and, um, you know, our farcical kind of, of scenes that we're going to build um, like the absurdity of Frazier trying to pretend to be Jewish and having not just a Christmas tree, but Jesus Christ standing <laughs> in his bathroom. It's like, you can just imagine the writer saying like, how can I elevate this? How can I like finding a Christmas tree in the, in the bathroom is funnier, but what will be the funniest thing that someone could be <laughs> hiding in the bathroom <laughs> when they're trying to pretend not to be Christian. And the answer is of course, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, and the way when he opens the door, Niles is dressed in this full regalia of, of, of Jesus. And he's holding, pinching one nostril <laughs> and spraying up his, <laughs> his medicine into the other nostril. And he just gives this this beautiful side. A. So there's like so many laugh out loud, funny moments where you can just see the cleverness and the wit um, mm-hmm. of the writing. It's on display. But if you're going to try to find a, a thematic meaning, what would you say these episodes are about? Well, definitely uh, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Mousewicz, is um, the family and tension and the fighting and, you know, happiness during the holidays. And <laughs> See, everything you both. just said could also be on perspectives <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> That's true. I guess I didn't really even, like, click into that one. I was just so focused on... Um, like the fight between Martin and Frazier and yeah, at the end and Helen and Faye and um, those differences, but um, then you really caught me off guard with this question. Here's <laughs> well, no, just I, I these, like it, it these does, episodes for the the comedy of them, and but but each episode does end with kind of everyone coming back together, right? Yeah, it is. How far do people get strained apart, and then how do they come back together? Uh, and layered on with our traditional christmas stories right you know they, they lean into some of those holiday themes to do that and that's what 
the series of Frasier as a whole is about these broken individuals who are separate and lonely coming together, right? <laughs> um, and, and so we see like a mini version of that with within uh, both both of these Christmas episodes. And it is delightful to see it all layered in, you know, with the the, the Christmas traditions and the, and the the decorations, like just seeing Frasier's apartment in the, in the Christmas stuff. It's like, oh, <laughs> you know, like it's just a it's little nice. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of warmth uh, that comes. So I think you're completely right about um, particularly in Merry Christmas, Mrs. Mouskovitz, the end where, um, you know, it's Frasier and Martin need to express <laughs> what they've been <laughs> repressing uh, and then they can actually move forward from that from that point. I mean, Martin's completely correct. Frazier's being so grinchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not that great. I'm so Christmas Eve. Fairly consistently in the series, Martin is correct and Frazier is wrong. <laughs> Not every episode, but if... Valid point. The, the trend would be that Frazier is in the wrong. <laughs> correct. Yeah, it, it, and some of that, like, there's, there's a few things that you just kind of have to hand wave away as like, this is the conventions of sitcoms. So why is Frasier waiting till Christmas Eve to get a Christmas tree? Because it's funnier. Just because. <laughs> if, just if he has don't a delivery. dwell on it. <laughs> yeah. But, but like you said, he's just being a Grinch about it. If that's really what he's doing. And it doesn't line up with any of the other season, like any of the other seasons of Christmas. It feels like, you know, a couple weeks ahead of Christmas, his apartment is decorated for, for the plot of the episode. But for the plot yeah. of this episode, he needs to have decided this year, I'm going to do a classic Christmas very light decorating, mostly on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Just cause. Yeah. And, uh, oh, there's another one of those things. Oh, like, this is what, this episode is a, is a five-star episode. But if there's one thing I wish they had taken a little bit more time on, it is um, reminding the viewers that Fraser's ex-wife, Lilith, and his son, Frederick, are Jewish, is done by making Roz look like an idiot. And I wish they hadn't done that. Um, because when they're at uh ho- holiday shopping uh Roz says oh you took so long looking for that candle holder thing and Fraser's like well it's a menorah it's like Roz would have known her menorah she, yeah like <laughs> she knows yeah and and you know this was just being done like we have to remind the viewers that uh you know that Fraser's son is is Jewish and his ex-wife is Jewish um and and also to give a reason for the stranger to think that Fraser is Jewish you know Faye's mom yeah to, you know, to see the menorah sticking out of the bag. But I, that line has, all, like, for years, it's kind of, like, stuck. It's like, oh, I just wish they'd given Roz something else to say other than that candle holder thing. Because famously, yeah. she says, at one point, I am ecumenical. I embrace men of all faith. <laughs> Roz is smart. She knows the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Roz lines in the whole series. <laughs> I can just hear it perfectly, and it's so good. <laughs> All right. Do you have uh, favorite moments for the – I mean, I feel like we're going to talk about Frasier. So let's, let's maybe talk about Frasier himself. What do we learn about Frasier as a character in these two episodes? Because we fact- have done an episode talking about Niles as, uh, as a character on this podcast. And we did some Cheers episodes where we talked about Sam and Diane. But we've never done an episode fa- focused on Frasier himself. Oh, how exciting. Well, I think the fact that he wanted to give the Christmas present of just telling the person what they mean to him says it all. <laughs> that is a gift without measure as priceless that he thinks he can give away. <laughs> it would make them happy. Yeah, it, 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 you have to have a certain level of 
self-importance, right? <laughs> so say arrogance. <laughs> yes. To, yeah, same thing. Uh, <laughs> to think that that gift is going to resonate. And also, I mean, just, just to think that it's going to feel so special. <laughs> hearing <laughs> my opinion of you <laughs> is going to, to matter. Which Fraser is so, I mean, that that's... The joy of Frasier, and I know I've mentioned this a few times in talking about other characters, is that he is so pompous and so needy simultaneously. Like <laughs> He needs these other people to want to hear his opinion of them. <laughs> yes. Like, this is also something that he's going to get some validation if they had wanted to hear that. Uh, and it's nice to get that, um, you know, the the immediate rug pull out, <laughs> you know, from him that no one actually cares, <laughs> Frasier. <laughs> No one wants this. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, he's um, he's just so charmingly arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect description of him. Uh, that he thinks that this is going to be the greatest gift that he give each each one of them. And th- I mean, there is a place for that kind of personal touch, but it's it- lovely. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> and you know, it would have been very eloquent whatever he said because he is an eloquent man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whatever he said would have been eloquent, but it's also like not the moment to present that <laughs> as the solution to the, the high tension. Anger everyone is radiating does not merit. He's that not gift. reading the room very well. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the other like like so we definitely get some of that arrogance um, with Merry Christmas and uh, Maskowitz. We get some of the um, the desperation that he has. <laughs> particularly around romance yes like that he would pretend to be jewish which cannot last if their relationship lasts and goes anywhere just to keep this woman happy and that's um both the the charm of like the the 22 minute farces is, is like it can be amazing how they set it up and pay it off in such a brief window of time mm-hmm. um but Often you're left with like, what about tomorrow? A <laughs> lot know, of questions. <laughs> at the end of one of these. Um, like one of my favorites, uh, like it's another just great episode and it's a great farce where uh, everyone is assuming different things about each other, but it's out, um, uh, out with dad where Martin has to pretend to be gay <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to help Frasier woo a woman. It, it's a crazy sequence that happens. Uh, but at the end of the episode, they don't settle any of that. They don't reveal that Martin wasn't really gay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> What about tomorrow? <laughs> so when you start dating this woman, at what point will you say, by the way? <laughs> that was my dad just acting. <laughs> for, for the better of I think it was her godfather. Her godfather was gay. <laughs> yeah. And so they were like trying to be a, you know, force a double date that Martin didn't realize was a double date at first. Which, hilarious. Hilarious oh. episode. <laughs> yeah. So, so funny. But uh, at the end, like the, the, the nice thing that Martin does is he leaves the apartment so that Frazier can have the night alone with his date and he's he's going to go uh, take the other guy home. But it's like, ah, what's their conversation <laughs> like in the car? And also, is there a second date ever? Is <laughs> Which there's a not. follow up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't have that character. Now, in this case, I think Faye is maybe the best match Frazier ever had in the series. I... Absolutely agree. And I wish she, she'd she does come show up. back. Ended up, uh, she does come back. W- 
just like well i'm trying to remember it's been a while since i did the full series rewatch i know she shows up when fraser has like a, a self-therapy session with many of his ex-girlfriends um <laughs> but she also shows like he dates her again yeah i, th- I think there's another date with her um but I, well, I he think- chooses between two women and he chooses Faye. yeah and yeah. i think my memory is that I, we when we were working on the book we looked into it she was cast as a regular on another series so whatever their plan like if they were going to do a plan which it it does not seem like the writers wanted to lock Frazier into a relationship, but if they were going to do anything more with that, she wasn't going to be, she was out regularly available yeah. um, anyway. Um, but I always wish like in the, in the end when they were trying to wrap up the series that they'd circle back to Faye. She was my favorite of all the many, many women. <laughs> but the in this case, you don't have necessarily the trouble that we do with some of those other episodes because she's in on it. Right. She's yeah, helping yeah, yeah. them pretend to be. <laughs> to be and it all comes out. At the end. Yeah. Yes. All is revealed. Mm-hmm. But like with some of the other farces, it's like you're pretending to be something you're not in order to woo a woman. That's um, <laughs> that's not, not um, going to work long term here. We're treading into catfishing territory. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line. Um, so Frazier... He's he's great, and Kelsey Grammer does a great performance in both these episodes, and also does a really good job of directing the Mrs. Mouskovitz episode, which is a, I think a, a tricky one to get some of the tone right uh, because I, I'm sure they were very aware, like we don't want these jokes to be at the expense of Jewish mm-hmm. culture, right? Uh, and and they do land it. Uh, but are there any other performances you want to shout out and recognize as being particularly strong in these episodes? As always, my boy Niles is just incredible. Um, but I particularly love um, in in the le- later episode that he just goes along with the farce and just like, okay. <laughs> just love his little like, okay, no reason why. Just... We're pretending to be Jewish. Okay. <laughs> Great. I'm on it. <laughs> Frazier does like offer a little explanation, but Miles just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, no. He's just like, I will lean in. <laughs> Ready. And uh, his physical comedy when he's running through the apartment in uh, his Jesus robes, uh, <laughs> like the explanation that they give is like the this absurd sounding uh, community theater production of uh, Christmas oh, yes. uh, production is going to have um, elements from A Christmas Carol from the Nativity. And there was going to be a number from Jesus Christ Superstar. And that's what <laughs> Niles had to take over was from the number Jesus Christ Superstar, which is why you have an adult Jesus. Uh, because obviously that doesn't line up, but it gets explained away in just enough. And the, you know, again, like in offering that explanation, they heighten the comedy by um, like talking about, you know, Marley's going to be linking arms with the three wise men <laughs> at the end of Act One. <laughs> it's, it's like, you can't even imagine the absurdity of, of this uh, this Christmas show uh, that is is being put on downstairs uh, in the apartment building. And that's another thing is like downstairs in the apartment building. Daphne has uh, a theater group and was like she's never had a theater group before, and they haven't, yeah, just... haven't really mentioned the the uh, the common room of the apartment terribly often. Uh, in the show. Would now, put on a, a show, but part part of Daphne's backstory is that she was on a British sitcom as a child. <laughs> It's there. They yeah. should plant so, that so seed. Like, oh, there's just enough that, that I can hand wave that away. Um, but in the end, it really wouldn't matter at all. <laughs> Either way, because we don't care. Yeah, we, we suspend all disbelief to just take joy in watching these actors actors play out these absurd scenarios that that have been written for them. I would just love to be a fly on the wall of that writer's room, being like, "We want Jesus in the bathroom 
how do we get there? Christmas tree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's work backwards, make it happen. I, and then they do such a good job because you don't realize the setups are setups because they feel like punchlines. Like all yeah, the you think you're done. stuff about Daphne's theater production that's happening downstairs as she talks about the weird blend of secular Christmas stories and, and religious Christmas stories. And Niles is like giving little strange sideline glances about how absurd it is. Like that's comedy in and of itself. And it's presented as the punchline of those bits. And then it's not tell uh, Niles, uh, you know, Daphne's like, it's every producer's nightmare. One of my actors uh, got hurt. And Niles is like, well, I can take over. Who is it? And she just says the name of the actor. She doesn't say what the role is. <laughs> you know, and, and Niles disappears, uh, you know, downstairs. Like, we've been set up. Like, everything's perfect. The, the chessboard has been laid out for us. And now we just get to sit back and watch it play out. And his physical comedy as he dances through the apartment, <laughs> trying to be sneaky. <laughs> and find his his nasal spray. It is one of the gifts of David Hyde Pierce. It's um, a sequence you really have to watch and focus. Yes. Some of it, like dialogue, you're like, yeah, I caught it. I'm doing something else. But that one, you need a, eyes on the screen. And that's one thing that, like, Fraser will swing between some of the wittiest writing, like we've already mentioned, the double meanings that we get in Perspectives on Christmas. But that will also lean into absurd physical comedy. Um, like an open door reveal of a strange tableau uh, that's in there, which Niles also has one of my favorite other open door reveals in that bathroom when the hot and foamy explodes in a different episode. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, Martin had found an old gadget of his, uh, hot and foamy, to make a hot shaving cream. And uh, Niles is in the bathroom and you hear an explosion. And then they open the door and it's David Hyper, just completely covered head to toe in, in shaving cream foam <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and like that's you know traditionally what you would call like a lower form of comedy right just going for this visual gag that's just absurd but it all fits somehow in the tone of fraser because they've created a world in which there's a breadth of different comedy styles that these actors and actresses are talented enough to carry it off and the writers talented enough to write it that it all feels of a piece yes it's incredible i also want to shout out uh you know um John Mahoney, the late John Mahoney, who does such a good job playing high emotion in both these episodes, like his rant when he comes in dressed as a three wise, one of the three wise men. <laughs> and he gives his... this monologue about how, how terrible the nativity went. And this is another one where like we get these these physical comedy displays on scene, but we also get descriptions that it's so fun to imagine. It's just uh, just enough what you need. Yeah, Daphne describing what her her community production is. John Mahoney describing what his nativity, uh, you know, play was and how how bad it went. Um, like, it's one of those instances where it's like I think it's funnier to imagine those ones, but it's also funnier to see Niles dressed as Jesus. So I don't know <laughs> how they know which one is funnier, but they do. They find a way. Um, John Mahoney. Trying to hit a high note in Oh Holy Night. <laughs> Incredible. And I've I've told you this before, but I have never heard my husband laugh harder than when he saw that for the first time. <laughs> of him hitting that note and just being absolutely terrible at it. But well, he could he, he could sing in real life. Like yeah, he I, can yes. sing well, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So he's just um. acting that. Yeah, well, and it seems like he doesn't seem awful in the lead up to that one note. It's just that one note. Just that one note. Divine. <laughs> <laughs> and we also get this stupid physical comedy that is so funny uh, in that rehearsal scene where Fraser's yeah. like, 
if you lower your body as you're raising your voice, <laughs> you will distract yourself and be able to sing better. And Fraser and David Hyperius both sing, uh, you know, or, or Kelsey Grammer and David Hyperius both sing. And so Fraser Very starts well doing this, uh, you know, crouch going down into a crouch as he's he's rising up an octave in his singing and niles looks at that and says i wonder if the opposite is true and he starts to go up while trying to lower his <laughs> octave and they start going up and down like they're on a seesaw <laughs> as, as they're singing and i don't like how do you land on that sequence like it's just like like where does the comedy seed go in the writer's room for like you know what would be funny so watch Kelsey Grammer <laughs> crouch while raising his voice an octave and watch David Hyde Pierce rise while lowering his voice an octave. I want, so a, good. I want a history on that writer's room. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, just, just to fill out the, you know, the, the give the praise to everyone. Uh, Jane leaves particularly in perspectives on Christmas when she's giving her reactions to Martin's different line readings uh, in the scenes. And also, I don't know how she could do this, where she plays so oblivious to Niles fawning in Perspectives on Christmas, <laughs> where, you know, she just says her lines and, and, you know, Niles is just like hanging on her every word. And she does this in the Merry Christmas one, too. Um, I think it would be so hard to keep a straight face with David Hyde Pierce, <laughs> you know, g- giving those performances next to you. Oh, that's so true. And then, uh, I mean, as far as like just giving your all to a scene. Full respect to Perry Gilpin and oh, yes. uh, storming off the, the 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 Christmas Wonderland set in the mall, <laughs> kicking <laughs> kicking the boxes, <laughs> screaming and throwing, yelling at little kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, like it's there's something that's just a joy in watching a sitcom where all the actors know their characters so well, the writers know how to write for these characters so well. It feels like everyone is elevating everything by that 5% that makes the whole mm-hmm. production feel like 150% better than what it was. Cause everyone's giving that just that little bit more uh, to their performances. And, and these for me have become like Christmas classics, like things I associate with the time of year. I agree. I have to watch them every year. It's just not Christmas without them. Um, do you have any particular moment that stands out in either of these episodes where it's like, that, that's just comedic perfection? Oh my gosh. Well, and I know it's hard because we've already like <laughs> mentioned a few very specific ones. I mean, you really, I think the, you have to say the Jesus scene is just, you couldn't write that better. There's nothing. I don't even know who, like how you come up with that and then deliver it um see that one so, i like i can at least walk the path of a writer saying what's the funniest thing that could be in that bathroom and I like just, just throwing out for the sake of like absurdity someone dresses jesus christ <laughs> it's the funniest thing think... if, if you're trying to hide uh you know that that you're not jewish Down that jewish, would be the yeah. funniest thing and then like how do you work you work backward from that moment but like the perspective on christmas i don't know how you at all get to the the rising and lowering as they're singing like what how how do you even get to that one very valid (laughs) both are absurd um raws as well i mean i would never expect her to be screaming at children and (laughs) being laughing at it but but here we are um and it and it works of why she's so upset and why you know she's emotional she's pregnant it's it's all happening there is just the slightest bit 
uh, similar where it's like, okay, you're doing a little bit of hand waving to get a Christmas tree delivered on Christmas Eve for, for that episode. There's a little bit of like hand waving of like Frazier's on the phone with Roz's mom. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, we're, they we're, like kind of play it off. Like yeah, oh, she was boarded enough. from the office. It's like, okay. And, and, and like, they know like he had, they treat it as though like this is an existing relationship, you know, he's very close to Roz and by, by nature, her mom, like, yeah. It's a it's a stretch, but it's not really like out of the realm. Yeah, it's not. Gonna, neither of these are going to like hang you up. But when you watch the episode a dozen times, like you start to like, well, <laughs> the one that always kind of bothered me was the elevator for Niles. Oh, when the people just abandoned cl- him. Like they just they watch him climb a tree and then they just leave. Like, eh, no one's that horrible of a human. Yeah, like they they've kind of established like these other three people in the two minutes of screen time that they've had are not necessarily good people they're not fun people they're not socially aware people <laughs> like yeah. we do get that much but to watch them scamper away it is a little bit of like these are bad people <laughs> i kind of give it to that one woman who's like my kids are up there and yeah all right she can leave but the other two right it almost feels like like she needed to yell i've got to get to my kids uh yeah <laughs> and then maybe like the other one's like well i'll hold the door and then like maybe the door starts to close and you know just give like a, some sort of hint of it just felt like a yeah like they were bullying him or teasing him to be like up you go and we'll run out and mm-hmm. no, i think it's a fair point oh i did want to mention with uh perspectives on christmas that um this episode gets listed on uh i remember coming across at one point when i was looking up about rashomon the akira karasawa film which tells uh, the same event from four different points of view. Uh, and that film, Rashomon, has become known uh, or ha- is responsible for coining what's called the Rashomon effect, where people's subjective perspectives of events leads them to perceive the exact same event differently, you know, from other people that are there. Mm-hmm. And so there's a number of stories that use the, the Rashomon, uh, you know, template, both to uh, reveal aspects of individual characters but also to maybe play up comedy uh in this case um or uh to create ambiguity so like uh the film knives out does a rashomon effect where like each family member tells their version of the birthday party and they're always like centered (laughs) you know (laughs) like it's always the you know i was the key figure at this party uh in this is you know is always an implied part of part of this so you're like you're learning something about each character but you're also like getting different pieces of a puzzle um but fraser this episode of fraser is listed on the rashman webpage as uh or or a wikipedia page as like one of the you know another story that does this um kind of kind of storytelling technique oh interesting yeah, I mean, there's like a Star Trek Next Generation episode called A Matter of Perspective that's on there. It's like some where it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty obvious. I think there's a couple of war films that do like, um, you know, what happened, you know, on the battlefield uh, mm-hmm. for, from each person's perspective. Um, so, there, you know, it, it, it's like once you start to see it, you're like, oh, I've seen that kind of story before. Um, I just quite enjoy how it gets played for comedy, uh, particularly the first two uh, in, in the sequence of um seeing Martin's line, line reading <laughs> have such different interpretations <laughs> when Frazier knows that he's just talking about, Oh, being said the holidays are ending and Daphne thinks he's dying <laughs> or, or, you know, Martin's talking to the, the priest about, about a nativity scene and she thinks he's talking about dying. Oh, the other one where he's, where she's like, why, you, you know, uh, what are you nervous about? Or, or what are you worried about or something? Cause by this point, Martin thinks she knows that he's, 
he's going to be in this nativity scene. And she's like, but she still thinks he's, he's dying. And he's like, Oh, I, you know, I just don't want people to come see me at the church. Stiff as a board, <laughs> makeup on my face. <laughs> Perfection. It's just so good. Uh, in these episodes. And I mean, so, so Frasier, obviously for both of us, like we, we co-wrote the book, Frasier culture history. This is a beloved series for us, but Frasier is generally recognized as one of the best sitcoms. Um, of all time and these really are two of the very best episodes of that series so it's like cream of the cream <laughs> is, is what we're talking about yes uh with this and so for any listeners who are looking for you know random things to throw on during the holiday season full recommendations for these christmas episodes of Frasier. there's some other good ones um i know it, i think it splits some of the Frasier fan community i've come to realize after working on the book and seeing some of the online discourse but high holidays for me is a really solid Frasier Christmas episode. I love that one. And when you asked what are my favorites, it almost made the top two, but it had to be <laughs> these two. <laughs> so that's, that is one it's um, so Frasier, like as a series as a whole, I will say dips a qual in quality a little bit in the later years. Like it's still entertaining. It's never awful, but it's um, it does. 11 have, seasons is hard. It's, it doesn't have the consistent heights um, no. that it feels like in the first seven, eight seasons, like every season has like something where it's like, that was spectacular. How do they do that? And that just kind of falls off. And overall, you start to feel maybe the seams a little bit more. But this is from the last season, High Holidays. And it's like, oh, you got back. <laughs> you, you hit the heights, <laughs> at least for me. Uh, where um, Martin uh, or, or Niles realized he's never rebelled. He's never had a rebellious rebellious fa phase. And he wants to um, eat a pot brownie <laughs> in front of him <laughs> and uh, hang out with his father so that he's high around his father uh, just as an act of rebellion and then uh martin eats the brownie and gets a regular brownie to replace it not really it's a pop brownie and so then there's this whole scene where niles thinks he's high and that's why he thinks his dad is being so weird <laughs> his dad is eating a pop brownie and saying these absurd things <laughs> and then frazier says you got our cop father high <laughs> that was your act of rebellion <laughs> So yeah, that one's great. And then there's like some of the Christmas episodes. It's strangely not every season has a Christmas episode. It feels like they would all have a Christmas episode, but they don't all. And there's some some that are just for me like oh, that's pretty good. Like uh, Miracle on Third or Fourth Street is the first season one where it feels like maybe they're still finding the tone a little bit, but it's good enough. And um, there's an episode called Fraser Grinch about Fraser trying to like force his view of the right gift on on his son Freddie when Freddie's coming for Christmas. And I think it's a good episode, but it always stands out for the one appearance of this non Freddie Freddie actor, oh, yeah, <laughs> child actor kind of ruins it because <laughs> they get a consistent uh, Freddie child actor for the rest of his appearances. But in this, in, in that one, it's a different actor. So it always like sticks out a bit for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything else about the holiday episodes of Frasier that you want to note? Uh, no, I just think like, if you haven't given Frasier a try, this is a great sample <laughs> to dive into. And you don't, it's a sitcom you don't need to watch from the beginning. You can just dip in wherever. Yeah. I mean, it, I think each one does a, I mean, it's, it's so apparent what the basic beats of these characters are. Niles is madly in love with Daphne. She doesn't know Frasier and Martin have tension because Martin's more, more blue collar and Frasier's more uh, snooty. Uh, you know, Roz is a no nonsense uh, coworker of Frasier that helps to keep him in his place. And, and like at that point, it's like, I think you have all the beats you need <laughs> to understand these, these characters in these episodes. It's pretty simple. <laughs> um, 
What is your opinion of the new Frasier series that is uh, on Paramount Plus at this point? I think five, maybe six episodes have come out. Yeah, I think I've watched five. Yeah. So uh, your feelings on the new Frasier. Uh, I feel like you touched on it perfectly back when you were talking about um, you could see each character knows each actor knows their character so well that they can amplify it. And I feel like it's kind of trippy to watch Kelsey Grammer become Frasier again. And he's just, he's right there again and it's instantaneous. And then all the other actors are trying to fill out their characters a little bit and they're trying to catch up to what he is. Um, So it's a delight to see Kelsey Grammer be Frasier again and just own it. Um, It is a it's just hard to navigate the side characters so far. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I have hopes that they'll get there. It's not, horrible by any means it's entertaining i've seen some really negative reviews and i don't understand why you'd be really negative on it i could say like it's not as good as fraser fine Fine. (laughs) nothing could be it's yeah if you're you're comparing it to it yeah it's not going to stand up to it but it's enjoyable to watch and it's cozy just like fraser is cozy and even you know classic fraser like they, they it took them a little bit to find all the groups like Niles doesn't meet Daphne till the third episode. They didn't know what that was going to be. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they had no idea that they were going to capture lightning in a bottle Yep. <laughs> uh, with, with, with that relationship. Um, and it certainly wasn't like in, uh, in the series Bible. I don't think because like I said, they didn't even meet for three episodes. And yeah, they didn't, I, I mean, I could have put it in the trivia. They weren't planning on giving Frazier a brother uh, until the casting director showed them. David Hyde Pierce is like, this looks like a young Kelsey grammar. And they're like, well, it, I've seen him in some stuff. He's a pretty good comedic actor. We could give him a brother and give him some lines. And if you watch it with that understanding in the first two episodes, it's like, yeah, they're, they're not quite sure what to do with Niles yet. <laughs> and so I'm definitely willing to give the new series some time for me. I'd say like everything I've watched in the new series, there's been no dud of an episode. Some of the characters are a little broad. Some of the side characters, like at the moment, uh, there's a Frazier's boss as he's working at Harvard now. Mm-hmm. I think in the first episode particularly was played a little too broadly and, but it already feels like that's being tightened down and that's normal for actors to find the character yeah. um, a little bit as, as it progresses. And also they have uh, a character that is uh, Niles and Daphne's son. Uh, David is, is on the series. And uh, again, like it was a little, maybe too broad for me at, in the first episode, but already I'm starting to feel like he's had one of my favorite scenes in one of these later episodes. You just got to give these, these actors a little bit of time and, and also the writers to, to find the characters. I think it's going to settle down and be just fine. There's nothing I have disliked or said, Oh no, <laughs> they're ruining. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything's been, and I think that's something the, they don't really give shows today time to become themselves. It's like, Oh, you're not an instant hit you're canceled like you're, you're off the air or you're not renewed and shows back in Frasier and Cheers I mean we know the, the history of Cheers where it was the least watched show on television at the time and then gave it a couple seasons and it's the number one you just, like, you just have to give things time yeah and I'm hoping there's enough um like existing fan base that is interested in the new series and goodwill around the creative you know, people that are, are working on Frasier, um, that it'll be given that time. Yeah. Uh, like it's a, a 10 episode first season. So, you know, less than half of a, a, a first season back when cheers and Frasier. Oh, um, it's so short. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, it's a, but I, I, you know, I, from what I've seen, I'd love a second season. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. I have no problems putting it on. I look forward to it each week to put it on. I guess yeah, is a better way to of, put it. To me, it's become, like I say, like to me, this feels like, uh, like replacement level Frasier episode of the classic yeah. series like that's the level it's operating at nothing in the new series has reached the heights of something like merry christmas and mrs mouskovitz or uh or you know some of the other classic episodes whether it's um you know ham radio uh where they try to put on a radio play or the innkeepers where they try and buy a restaurant or uh the seal who came to dinner <laughs> where they <laughs> they have a dead seal it's ruining a dinner party like there's the these classic lodge, episodes like yeah. yeah and nothing in the new series has reached that but I'd say for me, it's operating about the level of like, uh, you know, just a replacement fill in level episode where it's, it's not the high or the low of, of yeah. the classic Frasier. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, Kate, thank you so much for coming on to talk about Frasier. Oh, anytime. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for joining us. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast and your podcast app of choice, and please leave us a review. That really helps us out. We'd like to thank Scott Tofty, who composed our theme music. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another great character and a great story. So long. and links to all, all of, of the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please su- subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast app of choice, and please leave us a review. That really helps us out. We would like to thank S- Scott Toff. I am struggling on this outro. I'm going to give it, I'm going to drink a little water, <laughs> give it a fresh read. I'm just, I'm just dry, and I'm slurring words. Refresh. <laughs> <laughs>